Hi there, my name is Alex Faust, and you're listening to Conversations at the Edge. Each week, we meet with a top business thought leader to learn what they think we should be prioritizing to build better businesses, positively impact our communities, and scale up. So welcome, everybody, to this week's uh, episode of Conversations at the Edge. Very excited to host Cameron Harold here today, known as uh, the CEO Whisperer, and we're going to find out why uh, during our conversation today, he's the mastermind behind the exponential growth of hundreds of companies. And most importantly, he's not a theory guy. Cameron really only speaks from experience. And he's been an entrepreneur like you from day one, uh, and best known probably for engineering, uh, engineering the growth or helping to engineer the growth of 1-800-GOT-JUNK, spectacular growth from 2 million to 106 million in revenue and uh, 3,100 employees. Um, why you believe two is better than one? Why is this partnership of the CEO, COO so essential? I think some of it is just the divide and conquer. You know, even if you think about a traditional marriage of a husband and wife raising kids and, and um, building a family, there's just lots to do. You know, you've got to make money and take care of the kids and get them off to school and, you know, take care of the house and the yard and, and there's just a lot of shit to do in, in building a company. And it's, it's really tough for one person to be able to do it all. That's one. Secondly, if you have an entrepreneurial CEO or a CEO of an organization, they've probably got a lot on their plate that they don't love doing and they're not great at. Um, and if they can have that two in a box model where they have the yin and yang, somebody is a, a real partner to take stuff off their plate that they don't love, they're not good at, that re-energizes the CEO to focus on their unique ability. Um, and then I guess third would be that the the kind of the counterpart, the naysayer, the person who can call you on your shit and can really be that trusted confidant and the person who can um, really call you out on stuff where maybe other members of the leadership team don't have that same feeling of trust. You have that kind of true yin and yang partnership. And, you know, we hear Daniel talking all the time, whether it be in webinars or internally, um, the CEO position tends to be a very lonely position for many. Um, does having this counterpart of a CE COO second in command tend to ease that at all? Or does the CEO still remain a very lonely position regardless? The CEO is always a very lonely position. It's why organizations like YPO and EO and Vistage and you know, Genius Network, such or the gazelles, the scaling up groups, there's these groups for entrepreneurs that are really good because it gives them their tribe. It's even a reason why I started the COO Alliance is the COOs are very lonely in their role and they needed their tribe. They were often going to these entrepreneur events, but they don't fit in. You know, they don't fit into that entrepreneurial world. So no, I don't think it takes away that loneliness as much, but I guess, yes, at the same time it does, right? It's, it's kind of like, um, you know, parents at the end of the day can sit and cry with each other and go, fuck, it's just really hard raising our family or kids are a pain in the ass or boy, the kids were really rough today. And you've got somebody who you know and trust and loves you that will be there to support you and say, it'll get better tomorrow. Um, and then you can kind of get up in the morning and do it again. So I guess there is a little bit of that for sure. Cool. So would you say, um, you know, for people who might not have a second in command or COO yet, is there a perfect moment to hire a CEO or COO? How do you know when you're ready? So the readiness in terms of usually comes off of necessity. It's that, that old mm -hmm. adage that necessity is the mother of invention. So um, you'll know that you need one where as the CEO, you're working overtime, you're working 100 miles an hour, you're dropping balls, you're not, you're not taking care of parts of the business or you're not leveraging yourself. 
um, or you're not working in your unique ability enough. Those are, are some signs. Another one is when you can actually afford to hire someone to take a lot of the stuff off your plate, right? So there's a cost factor in it as well. I've often told the, the smaller companies, you know, if you're 50 or less employees, that if you don't have an executive assistant, you are one. So go out and at least hire an executive assistant first as that entrepreneur to get a bunch of the administrivia off your plate so that you can be left with working on the core parts of your business and then second hire a second in command. Um, I also think people need to be careful with putting titles on their second in command that are too big because sometimes they put a COO title on it when it's really a VP of operations or maybe a director of operations or a general manager, you know, that, that it's kind of like a, a head of finance could be a controller or a director of finance or a VP of finance or a CFO. Be careful putting a COO title on something when it's really more of a director of ops that you're hiring for. So the title should match the compensation, the roles and responsibilities, and the level of autonomy that you're going to give that person in their role. One of the things in your course that you really stressed on was that weekly meeting between the CEO and the COO once the person's hired. Um, you describe it as vital. Can you tell us a little bit about how those meetings run, what they should look like, what we accomplish? It's kind of like a date night for a married couple. You know, you need to, you're for real, right? You need to get out of the house and disconnect and hang out with each other and talk about what's going on. So years ago, when I was the second in command for a chain of auto body shops in, in Canada, it was called Boyd Auto Body. In US, it became Gerber Auto Collision. Um, when I was first starting, I said to the CEO, I need a weekly meeting, 30 minutes every week. To, to walk through everything with you. And he goes, I don't, I don't need that. I'm like, no, it's not for you. It's for me. Like I need the time with you to bounce around ideas. I need the time to brainstorm around problems I'm having. I need the time to check in on the vision of where we're going. I need the time to sync up on the people issues and, and you know, the roadblocks we're having. So, so that one-on-one -on -one meeting with the CEO and the COO is about removing obstacles aligning on the direction and the plan, um, talking about the rest of the people on the team, the COO telling the CEO where they're screwing up and asking for feedback on where I'm screwing up. I'm really, really getting in sync, but also just disconnecting a little bit to, um, to really look into the future and see some clarity. Interesting, you know, parallel to where you find this second in command role. You know, I think you mentioned in, in your course, you know, liking to look internally first. Um, is there kind of like a balance to, if there's someone internal who you'd really like to play that role of second in command, but may, might not have the experience yet, how do you go about that versus deciding, no, we really need to look externally? I think if you can hire from within, because you know the person, you know their leadership abilities, you know their communication abilities, you know the way they handle conflict, you know, the way they handle projects and time management and delegation and coaching and all the soft skills of leadership. You basically had like a few year, three year interview of that person, man, you know, a lot of stuff. So maybe they haven't managed the projects, but you really know how they operate. You can probably coach them on some of those projects. So I think you can promote from within if you have really, really strong leadership talent. I think what happens often is they don't have all the soft skills of leadership and you then promote them to that level of complexity. Um, where I think you need to go to the outside is if you're doing stuff that you just need the actual skill set that you don't have, and it could be 
you know, we're going to do seven acquisitions this year and do a roll up to sell. Um, or we're going to, you know, um, launch a new, you know, online platform to our business. And we've only ever been offline, um, you know, where the entire business is pivoting, um, just skills that you just don't have. Then, then I think you need to go to the outside world. I really like the inside people because they have that kind of Wikipedia of your company. You know, they have that, that industry and, and company IP or knowledge. It's hard to replace that. Thank you. And so we're getting low on time. I uh, want to ask you one more question here, Cameron. Um, if there's one thing you'd like the community listening live or seeing the recording later on, what's one thing that should, they should take away from this conversation with you today? Probably one of the ones that I struggle with most as well is that none of this actually matters. You know, at the end of the day, we're all going to die. And this, this is supposed to be what we do for fun and just to make money to pay the bills. But I think at the end of the day, we've got to have fun and laugh a little and, and chase down our bucket list and enjoy our hobbies and have fun along the way. Because at the end of the day, this is just what we're doing to make money. We're all just walking each other home. Thanks for listening to Conversations at the Edge. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please share it with a friend or a teammate who you think would benefit from what we covered. In addition, you can find us on LinkedIn to get all of the updates. Or if you'd like to hear the full conversation, just visit growthinstitute.com forward slash the edge to learn how you can become a member as well. Thanks again and see you next time.